everyone, welcome to our next episode. We are currently with Andrew Tran. Say hey. What is up, everybody? Yeah, okay, so we are currently staring at the Pike Place Market sign, and we're ready for a, another wild episode of Keeping Up with Kennedy. So today we are, what is today, Saturday? Yep. And we are walking around. This is downtown Seattle, Kennedy. Yep, we okay. just got our coffees. We just got our coffee, and this is my first time in Seattle. I currently live in Florida, and it is hot as balls down there, but we're here to celebrate love and celebrate two of my friends getting married. So we were in Italy five and a half years ago, and we had done a clinical together, and this is gonna be his wedding and first gay wedding that I've ever been to. I don't know if you've been to a gay wedding. <laughs> nope. No, this is my first one. I'm excited. Yeah, so I'm here with Kennedy. It's gonna be a party. It's, it's, gonna, it's gonna be great. So Andrew, how did you start your brand Physio Memes? So when I started Physio Memes, I really wasn't expecting much. I was trying to find, honestly, a Instagram account at the time. This is back in like 2016, where meme pages were like popping. And there wasn't one for, for physios at the time. So that's what, that's what I created. Three years into it, I just had a lot of, after you create a bunch of memes and you look a bunch of stuff and people send you their ideas or whatnot, I realized I just had a bunch of puns and jokes just over the year just compiled up. And I figured that I should put this all in one spot somehow and decided to write my first book. I started working on it maybe beginning of 2020. Saying a home, nothing else to do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You don't have to have like tens of thousands of dollars and know a publisher nowadays. Like you can literally just do it. You yeah, really no, have to it's do it. Super easy. I went to go. I was writing. <laughs> I was writing this stupid book uh, last August. Yeah. So I tried writing a book in August, and I asked Andrew actually for like some tips. I'm like, hey man, like I got this idea. I want to write a book. So like, how did you publish this? I see you wrote a book, and I started a like this big word document. I think it's still on my computer. It's like a 25 page draft and they'll pretty much just accept anything so like it's not too bad and you don't need a lot of money you don't have to be famous you can create a lot of influence and just being able to reach people now yeah uh, how great yeah like now. i'm doing this podcast for free too i got no equipment i'm talking into my phone right now and onto my computer that's about it i got a question for you oh yeah so i know you started your book <laughs> yeah. You got, you got this draft. Uh, yeah. When, when, when are you finishing your book? Oh, shoot. Okay. <laughs> we're going to have to go. Uh, gonna we're going to have to hit the editing room pretty hardcore on this one. I might have to scrap it and start from scratch. But, you know, once I get this podcast kind of more off the ground and running, I think I'll get back to the typing editing room, you know? Yeah. Well, what you're doing is <laughs> a lot harder than just uh, putting some jokes into a book. So. Right. He just threw in a couple memes in yeah. like a 70 page book and he's Basically. like, oh, my God. I'm the next like F. Scott Fitzgerald or something. <laughs> All right, everybody. We are at Flat Stick Pub right now on South Lake Union. We're about to do some mini golf. We got some drinks. I got the tangerine hef. What'd you get? I got the single hill. Sounds good. So I think our first question of the hour here is, Andrew, what is your favorite vice? What do you consider a, a vice? What would you rather do like on a good day? You know, would you rather drink? Would you rather get high? What's your thing? Like your vice? You yeah. Know? 
So for me, I used to love to drink a lot more. I probably smoked, I would say like 99% of the time, like every night, just a little bowl or two before bed or just maybe like a little edible. I don't know if that's considered a vice as I do it every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so that doesn't count. So you gotta that, give so me it doesn't advice. count. I would say it's shrooms. This past year, I've become more spiritual and like shrooms has actually helped that. It's not like an addictive thing. Like last week, a couple friends had done it for the first time. So okay. I was like kind of a guide with it and had like this peak of the, of the high essentially. And then I had a little like valley and then it came back up again. Like I think the word that they describe with people on shrooms is ineffable. Like it's, it's, it's like not describable because we just don't have things to describe, I guess. Sometimes people will like see sound or they'll feel colors. It just causes you to be really present. I'm usually a lot more grateful, happy, content with everything. So I would really recommend a really good book. It's called Outwitting the Devil by Napoleon Hill. So most people know him for Think and Grow Rich. I think back in like the 30s was when he was publishing books. But the thing with Outwitting the Devil was the knowledge that he had in the book was so powerful, especially in the 1930s or 40s, yeah. whatever it was. It was very religious. Yeah. And everything was a lot more... It was like the revolutions, country. right? Yeah. That were happening back at that time. And so when someone Outwitting the Devil and talked to the devil and like when he wrote the book, his wife was like, you can't publish this. Like, there's no way you can publish this right now. Like, you would be either like, like killed, ostracized, out of society, yeah. all that stuff. And he said, they're like, ultimately agreed to not publish it. He ended up passing. His wife ended up passing. And so she didn't publish it and she ended up passing. So then her family member held on to it for up until 2011, 80 so years later, 1930s. 30s. What's crazy <laughs> is when you listen to a book or read a book, it's still like almost as it was written today. I'm a very firm believer that every century, history just repeats itself. Yeah. If you don't like your beliefs being challenged, don't read the book. This talks about how the devil, his take on the devil, how he was able to talk to the devil and get a lot of answers from it. And I really recommend reading that. We then somehow started talking about Jeff Bezos. History shows that people win the lottery, people who who get money out of nowhere, yeah. don't have financial literacy, they're gonna lose it. Whether, they don't know how to handle it. But, but, but the people that work for it, those are the ones that handle it right, yeah. you know? garage, and he was on his knees himself packing the books for Amazon back in the day. So many people hate on it. And I think it really says something too, to where when you can look back and think back to yourself like 20 years ago, and now you're just like launching yourself up into space, and you're like, and I was like, in college, like on my knees, like trying to like print out these boxes, yeah. you know? I would go to space too if I yeah. could. <laughs> yeah, and, and at the end of the day, it's also his money, so he can do what he wants with that. Exactly. And yeah, like there's a lot of stuff you can do, but that's not his role, like, he's not the government. If anything, that's to be the role of the government. A lot of the public really hates on the rich people yeah. because what the public doesn't see is like all the money they donate to charity, all the good they're actually doing in the world. Like nobody knows actually what's going on, and so every, and everybody is so quick to have their own opinion about how other people should live their lives and spend their money. Yeah. And I'm, I'm gonna take this another level just with more so like the space Right, right, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so with, with, with that, I think they are the pioneers of our generation to be able to figure a way to go to Mars, actually live there, or right. like whatever, go into space. But like, if they can figure out how to get there, it's like, well, the one day when the Earth is destroyed, we can't live here like Wall-E. If we were stuck on a ticking time bomb and Earth was like hurtling into the sun, and we had Joe Schmo who hates on Jeff Bezos, or we had Jeff Bezos to like get us out of this situation, like you, I might, you. I might trust Jeff a little bit more. They're probably seeing something that we just can't even see and comprehend and understanding like what happens in five years or ten years from now. And right, like, at the end of the day they're trying to better society because they have like all this money and all these opportunities to do it. Yeah. And like honestly that's very admirable. People just love negativity and just loving 
to hate other people's lives and it's just human nature. We like yeah. to tell people like how to live their life. We are now sitting in the park at the mural right under the Space Needle and we're going to talk about mental health everyone, okay? Going with mental health, I think it's still very stigmatized but over the last few years it's been a lot more people just like talking out about it and over the last three or four months or so I've been seeing a uh, mental health counselor. I think it's probably like one of the best things that I've probably done for my health and I really believe that everyone should have a mental health counselor or a therapist whatever it is something that's helping you along that because just in a lot of our problems and stuff is literally just within our own heads I think with the counselor they don't ever really tell you what to do they just kind of prod it out of you yeah no, really, their job yeah. is to just guide you to exactly. your own answer you know? yeah my mental health counselor never told me what to do for us we just especially as physical therapists we only focus on the physical <laughs> side at least at my program too we've learned a lot about working to focus on the more mental side and getting to know your patients and knowing how to have you know some of those hard conversations but within our scope of practice so we have to know when to refer people out to a mental health specialist if we're because we're here to treat their physical body obviously they're here to they have a broken ankle they need it fixed and if they start telling us like oh my goodness like I have this this and this we need to know to like have some contacts to refer them out to and be like I want you to seek help like I can help you but that's not my job so we kind of have to protect ourselves too because that's a lot for us to handle too on top of our whole patient load for the day like we do care but we got to know our limits and my dad talked to me a lot about like he just had to do all these courses on like emotional intelligence and like how to lead people and like how to navigate being a manager of all these people while promoting company morale and having company barbecues and like getting to know your employees and having a good working environment so that people actually want to work and they want to do their job and they, they enjoy coming to work, you know? So I think there's something to be said about all that too. Whether you are like, you know, in your father's position, your position, my position, like you can still listen and care and be empathetic to people without needing to be a mental health counselor or a psychologist or a therapist of, of any sort. Okay, everybody, we are now at the hotel. We, we've got about like 30 minutes-ish before we've got to go jet over to the Fremont Foundry for the wedding. And we have cracked our high noons and we are ready for some more interviewing and some more content. What do you think has been the biggest success of your life? First, relationally, personally, and then also financially? Um, I guess my biggest success personally, man, that's a good question. Right now I'm taking a sabbatical and just working and business and everything like that. Just trying to see, I feel like I'm entering the next chapter of my life. I don't know how I want it to look. So I'm taking a step away and just taking care of myself. And as much as it sucks going through that and figuring out what I want, working on mental health and stuff like that, I think it's like the biggest like personal win I have because I've never, I'm always like the hustle culture, love to work. I can work 10 to 14 hours a day, like it's fine. And I think finally just like burning myself out. So like being able to actually just like sit back and just let life be and take care of myself is probably that. All right, now relationally, like <laughs> Rela with other people. Re relationally, yeah. um, being friends with Kennedy, so. <laughs> okay, that was an easy one. Yep. So what about financially? What's your biggest money move? Biggest money move. Biggest negative money move is going into PT school. <laughs> oh, good Lord. Don't no. get me started. <laughs> but I mean, like last year I hit six figures for the first time. I'll insert the applause. In insert the applause. Insert the applause. Right here. Clap, 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 clap. clap, clap, clap. Okay. There we go. <laughs> 
<laughs> but so yeah, so I did that. And since I'm taking a sabbatical this year, like I'm actually not on pace for that this year, which is totally fine. Financially, I think being able to hit that for the first time, it's the first milestone where like we're making financial success, like 100K, then like a million, whatever. So it was just kind of like on my own in my business was, um, I don't know, something to reward and applaud myself for. All right, everyone, hello. I, I'm in the car right now. Please, no one worry. I have had one high noon and I will be driving myself home uh, when the once the dancing starts. Like at KP's wedding I went to, I, I will sit out the dancing just because I don't need to be in people's faces like that. This is a pandemic and I'm not gonna let it stop me from living my life, but I also need to be safe and sane about this because I do have a responsibility to other people that I do not want to infect. So I am wearing a mask during most things and doing the most I can to live my life very safely. Like well, I'm taking us to the wedding and then once the dancing starts, he's gonna go hit the dance floor and I'm gonna drive myself back to my parents' house and go probably just end up drinking wine tonight with my dad and the puppy. So we're back. We're, we made it to the Fremont Foundry. It's uh, right across the street from the Fremont Canal, which is also right across the canal from where I went to undergrad. So yeah, actually we're currently staring at the new, newer nursing building that my friend Allie, you know, shout out. She was like the first cohort of nursing students to like get put in, like they had their first classes in that building. So that's pretty exciting. And we're currently across the water, just, you know, looking at it. Shout out to Allie. Shout out to Allie. Andrew was just about to tell me the story of how he got his first plant, but I thought you guys might want to hear about it. I just recently turned 30 the big hit 3-0 big 3-0 big 3-0 and so like i don't like, i don't really plan on like having kids in the future if it happens it does but that's not like a primary goal of my life i i just love to travel so like i think a big part of my lifestyle like just kids wouldn't be the best same thing with pets like i've always wanted to pet but not like to take care of it all the time because i would want to travel and i would feel bad leaving it in the kennel yeah so i'm like you know i need to take care of something other than myself <laughs> and i was just telling my friend this and she has like a ton of plans so I was like, oh, maybe I can start taking care of a plant. If I can keep a plant alive, maybe I can move up to getting a, like a pet, like a dog. Yeah, so do a so, little trial yeah, run. Do a okay. little so that's kind of like me being responsible for something other than myself. Right. And low so maintenance. She, yeah, low maintenance. High reward. Exactly. <laughs> she sent me uh, a money tree, which is very low maintenance. You, a money tree? Yeah. So does it grow money? Uh, it does. Money does yeah, grow yeah. on trees. Money does grow on trees. Oh, okay. Money Everyone, trees. did you hear that? Yeah. Money grows on trees yeah. now. So, like, it's pretty self-sustainable. Like, you water it every, like, seven to ten days. I got it on my birthday. So, it's been a month now. Okay. Awesome. And it, how months. is it doing? So, two, status yeah. update. Two months. Um, I think it's so flourishing. it's doing pretty well. So, okay. it's a good sign for the future with, and, with money. <laughs> and who is taking care of your plant while you're away right now? See, that's the beauty with having a money tree. You only need it one every seven to ten days. You have to, there you have to you check go. in. There you go. There you so go. So if y'all want to learn responsibility, <laughs> the very lowest level of responsibility outside of yourself, mm -hmm. get a money tree. Probably a cactus is probably even less maintenance, but I don't know. My name is Kennedy. Kennedy, nice to meet you. Oh my god, I love that. Okay. Okay. How do you know my Gilbert Gown? So, I, I don't. How do you know them? Seattle friends. And then food, food, I group of friends. 
Austin James. Austin James and Frank Jackson. Frank Jackson, okay. And Austin James just gave me this flower because he said I was Tinkerbell, right? It's a right? peony. It's a peony because I'm Tinkerbell. She looks exactly like And it's not a fake flower, it's real. It's a real flower. I can smell it right now, y'all. It's a very real flower. I did just steal it out of one of the uh, arrangements at the wedding. Oh, he they spent just a lot of money on it. I stole it. How much money did they spend? Do you know? Lord Almighty, I have no Lord idea. More Almighty, money than I have. This is a nice wedding, am I right? Very nice it's thing. probably probably the best writing I've ever been to. Ever been probably to? like top 32 weddings in the world. This top 32. Oh, wow. That's saying a lot. I so love it. Is this for one of them newfound podcasts or something? What is this? What is this? Why are we talking? Sir, sir, I told you my name was Kennedy, right? This is just a way for her to talk to cute men, isn't it? We, we don't know. We don't know. Your name like, oh, you're so handsome. Go on my podcast. I mean, you are handsome. I will give you that. Shut up, baby. I know it. <laughs> okay, but you know I told you my name is Kennedy. I have a podcast called Keeping Up with Kennedy. Okay? So I'm letting the people keep up with me until this is what I'm doing right now. So they're keeping up with what I'm doing. Wait, 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 wait. So, so wait, wait, wait. The name of the podcast is Keeping Up with Kennedy. Yep. So they're keeping up with you. They're keeping up with, with us. Me. No, I'm kind of confused. I'm kinda... No, they're keeping up with me because I'm keeping up with you. I got an extra special guest. Uh, <laughs> get over here, Jessica. <laughs> extra special guest. Jessica, Jessica is wearing a very nice high sleeve. Oh, she is. I Jessica love it. Changed, Jessica has changed into her flats, and she looks badder than ever. And oh, oh that's my right. God. Oh, who is this? Who is the this? dessert bar himself has showed up. The dessert oh. bar himself. We're on the podcast right now. We're on the now. podcast. Give me your name. Jefferson. Jefferson. Okay. Jefferson like, is the dessert bar. Did she tell them the secret? No. Over there. What? There's air What's the purpose of your podcast? For people to keep up with me, I it's real content. I want to hear the crazy thing you can tell me. What do you mean? What kind of thing have you seen? It's crazy. Oh, so my first episode was, was about my toxic roommate, and she kind of made me depressed and suicidal, and I kind of got through that alone. And now I'm out of that, and I'm just ready to party, right? And so I'm on this podcast just promoting the party. I'm like, I, my mental health is good. I'm ready to party. Like, let's party. Let's keep up with Kennedy. Let's go meet some new people. Let's have a good time, you know? So that's kind of where I'm at. Are you from Seattle? I'm from Puyallup. Hi. What's, what is your name? Julie? Is that what you said? Yeah. Julie. Julie. Oh, Emily. Julie. Emily, not Julie. I'm sorry. I might be like on the border of like 75 with my hearing, so it's fine. That's how I feel. So, so what, what's, what's the point of your podcast? Did you listen to loud music and headphones? Yeah. Yeah. That angst to cheat, you know? Yeah. yeah. I'm actually scared for myself. That, like, I'm scared for our collective future, you know? Yeah. Wedding. I just dropped Andrew off at his hotel. He is fine. 
I am going home to, you know, see if my dad is awake. He's probably not, but we'll see. That wedding was so special. Like, I, I just don't even know where to start. Like, I, I came in only knowing Mr. Physio memes, you know? Like, I didn't know what I was getting into, but I came down. They had, like, a little place card for my name, and it was... Like, they knew I was coming. I don't know. I don't know these people. So I just thought that was really special. And I felt like I belonged there. You could tell from the energy in the room. Like, everyone's unwavered support. Like, everyone just cheering this couple on. Everyone was crying. I think I saw everybody at this wedding cry at least once. It's hard in today's society to be different you know to be gay to be like a lesbian whatever it is you are when the world like doesn't think that you're allowed to love the person that you love and these people beat the odds and they they ended up at the altar and their vows were honestly they were some of the best vows I've ever heard like I think I don't know like I've been to a few weddings in my day now and it was very emotional and very impactful during their first dances like they had their first dance and everybody like rushed out to stand and then one of the guys had his first dance with his mom and then the other guy came out and while he while the second guy was having um, his first dance with his mom all of the couples like all of them like I swear like maybe like 30 couples rushed onto the dance floor and started slow dancing like just together like all the couples and it was set up to where there was like a balcony that overlooked the dance floor that you could go stand on if you wanted and it was one of the people they had a cocktail hour in between the ceremony and the reception so it was like I think it was a full hour probably about but I was in a group of maybe like five other people and we were all just kind of chatting and then I saw one of the ladies that I had been talking with you know she was like in my little group that I had made of people I don't know but I saw her up there just like she was getting emotional like she was like tearing up like just looking at all of these couples all like just all these people that were so I can't explain it to you guys like just like the energy in that room I was like all alone everyone was coupled up because like I mean, like, I'm younger and, like, everyone at this age is just, like, all booed up, you know? And so everyone was in a couple. Everyone was dancing. I was, like, probably one of the only ones that was standing there alone. And I am just crying. Like, my eyes just can't handle it. And, like, I'm just, like, I feel this energy that's just, like, unreal. You've never seen a wedding that, like, during the one of the first dances with the parents, like, everyone just runs up to support and just like starts slow dancing with them like that doesn't just happen and just watching this this scene just like hit me like a wave I don't I don't know how to describe my feelings a lot because I I cry a lot and like that was like a lot of just like happy tears you know like I'm just like wow like I've never felt like I think it's like the energy like I know I sound like some kind of weirdo but like I really do like feel people's energy I don't know what they've been through but like I feel like they've been through it like by the way everybody was acting and everybody just like wants to just love them and send them off with like good intentions okay so the lessons we learned today are similar to the ones we learned last week love overcomes all obstacles in its truest form love is a gift
and you cannot take that gift lightly. It is a very big gift. Someone gives you their whole heart and their whole world and they speak their vows up there and they tell you in front of everyone that you love and maybe even a stranger or two. If you love someone, let them know and tell them every single day that you get the chance because life is short and people change and situations change but that true love that'll stay the same no matter what happens no matter the odds no matter how many things you have to push through together all of your friends will see that and they'll be cheering you on with a standing ovation and so much applause and cheering on your big day where you let them all know that this is it and they're there to hold you accountable to all the promises that you have made to that other person because accountability is also important no matter who you are no matter what you do we all need someone to be held accountable to i don't think that's a bad thing we we really like to think that we can do everything on our own and like we're the best people and like we never make mistakes. Everyone makes mistakes. Everyone needs to be talked to very sternly sometimes. I have made mistakes and I have needed to like have a reality check of like, hey, like you can't do that anymore. Like that's not okay. And I'm like, okay, like, yeah, I've learned from that. And I've had people hold me accountable to be like, hey, how have you been? Like, have you done anything like that? anymore and I'm like no and they're like okay good like I'm just gonna check in every now and then I'm like okay like thank you I appreciate that because you care about me and you don't want me or anyone else to be hurting and like everyone just wants the best for you and that was kind of the main message at the end of all the speeches of like the parents the friends the fam your friends just want you to be happy like stop caring who or what makes you happy Like, if it makes you happy, go for it. As long as it's not hurting anyone else, everyone just wants to see you in your happiest state, in your truest form, having a good time, and just freaking go for it. And, like, that's the lesson. Just go for it, okay? Thank you. And I guess this time we're staying classy Seattle, you know? Okay. See you next Monday, everyone.